Welcome to Behind the Tools. Here's Tradeify CEO and your host, Michael Steckler. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Behind the Tools. Um, this week, uh, we have a, a guest in Australia over in Queensland, um, Ed Ross, who is the founder of Trademark. Some of you will be familiar with Australian with Trademark. For other listeners, viewers across the rest of the world, Trademark is a workwear brand, um, which I let Ed talk to, but it's a really cool idea to support uh, mental health in trades. Um, and Ed also has another organization uh, which Trademark supports, which is called TX which is really about having some psychologists that, again, will support blue-collar workers um, with issues around mental health. So it's a really important topic. And, and actually, uh, today, uh, we're launching this podcast on Are You OK Day, which, if you're outside of Australia, Are You OK is a non-profit, again, focused on suicide prevention. So it's a really important topic. And one that I've been alarmed by, actually, I spoke to um, Slade from Mason Construction recently, and we were talking about the kind of suicide rates uh, in New Zealand, Australia amongst trades, and it's really sort of shot up in the last few years and become a really big issue. So this is quite a timely conversation. So Ed, uh, welcome to the show. Michael, great to be here. Appreciate it. No, great to have you on board. Do you maybe want to start with, um, you know, I, I've, I've read your story. I think it's a really sort of fascinating and interesting story. Do you maybe want to start with kind of where the idea of trademark emanate from kind of why you created the brand and where you're at? Yeah, yeah. So I suppose uh, Dan and I, um, a co-founder of Best Mate, uh, both chippies by trade, met on a building site here in Brisbane, uh, 2000 and, end of 2014. Um, yeah, spent many long days in the in the heat and the humidity, um, dreaming of things to be doing better than this. Uh, you know, no one likes, um, yeah, put a warning, waterproofing on the back of a block wall in 45 degree heat and about you know, 80% humidity. So we thought, gee, there must be something better to life than this. And thinking of different business ideas. Uh, one of those ideas was, was work where, and basically how just nothing had been done in that space. Uh, yeah. It was very plain, plain boring and uh, it had been the same for about you know, 50 years. So we started looking into that. Uh, and then uh, late 2015, um, Dan lost a, a close mate to, to suicide. Uh, that was sort of our eye-opening experience to sort of that conversation and how nothing sort of really related to us. And then we learned what social enterprise was and profit purpose and we basically rolled the two ideas together and, and just launched trademark from there fantastic and and the um for those that haven't seen uh i sort of strongly urge you if you're outside of australia you can sort of go to trademark and have a look at some of the some of the workwear so the designs are kind of i i guess it's a, a sort of collaboration between the original kind of high vis kind of workwear yeah. combined with a kind of a Hawaiian shirt is probably the best way and uh, probably not yeah. a fair way I might be doing you justice but there's some really cool designs on there so it's a really good hybrid mix of those two things um so quite different to most of the stuff you'll you, you'll see out there do you do you have um just a quick question on that do you have many sales outside of Australia for trademark yeah we yeah we do we have a, a few to New Zealand um we haven't actually targeted anywhere outside of Australia yet um literally due to um, our sort of our growth so far, um, it all sort of happened during COVID um, and we don't really want to be yeah, experimenting in new areas when the logistics supply chain is just so yes. Yes. We don't want that yeah. bad customer service to be happening yeah. when, and when it's completely out of our control, right, which is annoying um, because like our customer service is fucking A1, right? Um, we've got awesome reviews, but um, uh, the, the only poor reviews we ever get is normally due to shipping. So for us to yeah, launch into other areas at the moment, we, um, yeah, it wouldn't do the reputation a great deal of good just due to the um, yeah expectations around delivery. 
Yeah, yeah, delivery is definitely a, that's something. I mean, you've seen it in the trades with supplies, but actually, uh, I think anything that's shipping from outside of the, the kind of country is definitely getting slowed down by postal services and everything else. And, you know, you're in Queensland, which has been more untouched, I guess, from, from COVID than other parts of Australia, certainly New South Wales or, been or very Victoria. Fortunate. Yeah, yeah, been very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 been good. And then, sort of from a from a COVID perspective, you, you talked about it. You sort of launched a business. Then, what was the um, was that just timing wise? That's when you having to get the idea together, start producing the products, and start to really no. Push it? Well, trademark launched. Um, it you were was like four years ago. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. Um, but last year, like I mean, yeah, up until two years ago, it was, it was just Dan and I. Now uh, yeah, with a team of fifteen. Um, it's just yeah, sort of gone ballistic through through the COVID time, um, and and again in this year. So um, yeah, it's sort of just been trying to keep up with the growth, right, and, and making sure that everything um, yeah can 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 keep self perpetuating. Yeah, you grew the team a lot. What what drove that? What was the sudden up, uptick in demand during COVID? Do you think it's just more people online at home browsing, or what was the? Or was there something you did? Yeah, no, it was that um, plus us just really um, investing into like strategic. Um, paid media, right, and getting in front of the yeah. right people and explaining our message and letting people know what we're doing. Um, I think once once people hear, hear the story and, and what we're up to and why we're doing it, um, yeah, it's sort of like, why wouldn't you buy workwear from us? Uh, you know, right. it's pretty, which is pretty cool. So, um, like, we get that a lot, and that's why we're sort of, like, branching out into a broader range of workwear uh, sort of next year so we can pick people up, not just on the on the Friday loud shirts, but also that Monday and Thursday stuff so we can, um, yeah. yeah, really help, help the market. Um, get quality workwear that makes a social impact um, you know, day in, day out. And who's the who's the main target market? Is it predominantly, is there a particular sort of category of construction or tradies that are buying the product or is it right across the board? Yeah, so we've got, a, it's, it's funny, we've got an even split of men and women that buy our product. Um, and it's, but it's not an even split of male and female cuts. So there's a lot of women that buy this for their blokes, um, which is really cool. Uh, and then also, yeah, um, tradies just buying for themselves, uh, just as something like I mean, it's it's a really cool community that we've, we've you know been able to grow here, where people, um, you know, someone wears one to work, and everyone's like, oh, this is awesome, like that's all weird. Yeah. It's like Friday, and everyone gets on board, and then you just got this really cool cultural change happens, and people start, you know, having that um, that vulnerable chat about stuff that's gone on, and, and the stories are shared, and then obviously, yeah, people come through to to TX um, through that user journey, that's a profession. Sure. Yeah, so the TX, um, for, for those that don't know, I mean, do you want, do you want to maybe give the, the kind of uh, elevated pitch around what that what that is yeah. and what you're trying to achieve and how that works? Yeah, so TX is our um, free text and call service direct to mental health professionals Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. So uh, we launched that, yeah, smack bang in COVID, June 8th last year, um, launched that service and we've provided over, must be nearly over 2,600 hours of contact now, um, which is, yeah, amazing. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, well over half a million dollars worth of free private sector mental health care. Um, and it was launched literally due to the conversation that we'd been having and sort of the disillusion around the, the gap between peer-to-peer support, which trademarks create, like creates, and then um, right down to the end where there's like lifeline and crisis support, sort of like that big grey area in the middle where people didn't know where to go. Um, and people that sort of did know where to go, which was you know, to go and see a psychologist, it's an arduous task, right? You've got to take time off got to get on a mental health plan you got to find a psychologist one you know gel with go and see them keep attending so there's lots of little areas where 
people can drop off the uh, off the user journey. So we thought, well, why don't we just remove all those barriers, the physical and financial barriers that have previously previously existed, and just give people access instantaneously. So that's what we did. We just hired a couple of provisional psychologists and counsellors and just said, here's a phone line, and when people call, help them. So it's pretty cool. It's great. It's a really it's a really great initiative. And and um, who's generally calling? I mean, if you could if you could typify the type of person that's that's generally calling you at what point in that in their journey Fair. they're calling. Yeah, very, very broad range of data. Like, uh, you know, there's people, um, elderly people, um, right down to, we've had, you know, young school children ring up um, that have been bullied, right? So we've had like a, a really a broad cross-section of the community reach out, a lot of regional and remote, a lot of FIFO, um, a lot of middle-aged people that are going through divorce or domestic violence. Um, yeah, like a, a really broad range of people. And then young people that are just really struggling um, and struggling with... Um, you know, a magnitude of things, loss of work, relationships, um, finances, drug and alcohol abuse, um, and then, you know, past traumas that they've got to deal with as well. So, like, a really broad range. Yeah. Um, but we're just about to get a really big um, like tech implementation, which is going to track all of our social impact measurements. So, people will be able to see, look, this is where uh, TX is making all of its change um, with these groups of people. And um, and how are these people finding you? How do they, how do most of them hear about TX? Where do they get that information from? Yeah, so it's it's through Trademark uh, mainly at the moment. Um, yeah. And then so so Trademark does all the marketing for TX, which is really cool. And then obviously you know, stuff like this where I'm out telling our story. Um, and then also new TX Alliance members that are coming on board, which are basically people that subscribe um, to the TX support service, so they yeah. help fund it, um, so we can provide further clinical hours. And then those Alliance members. Um, around their marketing the service on our behalf because a charitable organisation, I mean, there's enough money out there in, in the charity space that's been wasted on marketing and admin and, and you know, overheads. We're just like, well, let's put all of our money into clinical stuff. Yeah. Clinical yeah. So, like, we're really proud to say that, you know, 70 cents on the dollar goes into clinical outcomes, which is really cool, you know. So, um, yeah, we're, we're driven by the social change and that impact and allowing the, the people who support us to push our message for us. So we don't have to pay for it, basically. And, and was the, um, you know, I guess losing someone to, to suicide and having that, you know, close close to home, was that really the sort of thing that prompted prompted you to think about this? Was that the thing that made you realise this was a big thing you should do more around it? Yeah, because when Dan's mate took his life, who I, I never met, uh, but it was sort of like I was Dan's support network at, at work um, and, and Dan was obviously struggling through that period, um, just sort of us navigating that and just being like, Seems really weird how like there's no, we haven't been educated about any of this stuff. Yeah. Where do we go? Nothing, nothing out there really resonated with us, and it was willing us on to actually reach out. Um, so it was sort of like, how do we create an environment where people are willing to reach out? And, and that's what we've sort of done, right? Like created the workwear, which is fun and inviting, and the mental health conversation we've sort of turned on its head, where it's like it's not dark and gloomy. It's like we've all got it, so let's like deal with it. Um, and the more we're working on a preventative measure. The, you know, the more people we're going to save getting in the crisis in. So it's sort of like, let's start talking about this stuff more often. From there, if someone does want to speak to a professional, then you can. Um, so it's just getting people, you know, earlier rather than later. It's sort of like, yeah, rather than telling someone to quit smoking after, you know, 20 years, it's like after the first yeah. couple of puffs, let's give it away, mate, and let's try something a little bit healthier, you know? Yeah, and was the was the idea behind, you know, the, the brand itself, trademark, you know, the, the look and the feel is quite fun. 
Uh, was that an intentional oh, yeah. intentional thing to sort of spark that conversation and make it more light lighthearted is the wrong phrase, but you know what I mean? A lighter way to approach it. No, we, we use lighthearted all the time. Yeah, 100%. Like we're, we're just trying to cut the shit, right? And it's just sort of like, yeah. let's create something that people are willing to buy into and, and a message that people can understand and actually enjoy being a part of because it's like for too long, you know, it's been too dark and gloomy. And, yeah. You know, people aren't resonating with that because like, you know, majority of the people you hear that take their life, you know, People are always saying he was the life of the party. He was, and he was always, you know, yeah, the greatest person yeah. to have around. They're never the guy that's sitting in the room with darkly lit, with the windows down and the lights off. You know, that's just not what happens. There are people out there that are in that in that place, and we're obviously there to help them as well. But it's like we're a larger community of people that are, that are struggling at times and not opening up about it. We need to be able to create that line of communication and a reason for people to have that conversation, right? So yeah, yeah, that's basically why I've created this. Yeah, fantastic. And then, um, you know, what do you think it is in, in trades and construction? What what do you think has been the driver of the sort of the high suicide rates we've seen? What do you think the main sort of driver of that is? And, and I guess the second part of the question would be, are we seeing, are you seeing improvements? Yeah, I mean, I think like the suicide rates, it's funny, like we, we, we just really never look at statistics, right? Because we know there's yeah. an issue and it's sort of like, and we never, we never you know, talk about the stats because uh, people know that it, it's happening, right? It's an issue. But it's sort of like for us, what we've noticed is that it's normally finances and relationships for blokes that they're struggling yeah. with. And for us to be able to have TX there is just like an entry level, easy, I can access and start talking about that is a lot better than being like, yeah, let's go get on the beers, have that really misogynistic thing on the workplace. And I can make that like really poor state of mind poor culture sort of like we're trying to turn all that on its head right um and i think also like the the trades industry has really put itself in a position where people are really struggling due to you know hard work conditions um a real macho sort of you know identity people yeah. think that the rough and rough like the rougher and harder and stronger and, you know the, the tougher you are you know the better bloke you are and, it's it's so it's so far from the truth, and I think we're slowly starting to see those changes, right? Which is really cool. Um, and it just takes it takes time for this stuff. But I think we are definitely seeing changes and, and seeing you know leaders in this space and, and business leaders that are putting their hand up to make change in the space, which is really cool. Yeah, you, you touched on you, you touched on an important point there. I heard this from other people I've spoken to, which is that there is this sort of cultural, um, you know, macho culture. Thing which prevents people from from talking are there sort of recommendations that you give when you speak to people in trades businesses about how they can change that or make things more open so that people feel they could ask for help if they need it yeah 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 the thing we talk about is just vulnerability right as soon yeah. as someone can, can show some vulnerability um yeah the easier it is for everyone around them because i think that's what the, the main thing that everyone's waiting for right and that's like the other really weird thing that these shirts have been able to do like we had uh, a guy on from Unleashed the other day on our podcast um, and he, the first day he wore his shirt to work, he picked a guy up for a meeting um, and they never made the meeting. They just sat in the car and this guy cried for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, just spilling out all his stuff because he just said, oh, what's his shirt about? And then he told him what it was. It was a conversation started about mental health and off it went, right? And, you know, people yeah. just need, a, need an opportunity to be able to talk about this stuff. Um, and once they do and once you let people know, that's you know gone on and that's how you feel other people then feel empowered to to tell their own story right and we see it yeah. all the time we hear these stories all the time it's just people being able to show vulnerability themselves and especially those leaders out there those business owners they need to be able to talk to their staff and say like you know myself as a business owner we do it all the time like 
Dan and I talk about how we're struggling, things that we're working on. You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing a guy at the moment just because I don't want to burn out leading into the end of the year. It's like collectively working on ourselves to ensure that we're, you know, being the best version, right? Yeah, yeah. And the shirt, the shirt approach is really smart. I mean, so that, you know, you're in sort of initially when someone buys a shirt, they're obviously buying into what this is about, right? And I guess that's in the packaging yeah. and everything else. They, they're aware of what this means, um, which I think is a really powerful kind of tool to get them, you know, on site to wherever they are to discuss and, and open up. And because they are so vibrant, it's bound, someone's bound to say, where did you get that? And what's that about? Yeah, so absolutely. That's, uh, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the really cool thing about it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And um, has it been easy to scale up the sort of psychologist side of things, hire people and counsellors? Is that quite hard? No, the hardest thing, the hardest thing for us at the moment is finding like finding psychologists or, or counsellors or mental health professionals, right, to man our phones. That's the hardest thing. There's such a shortage of them in the country um, at the moment. Um, and, you know, we're looking at ways around that, um, how we can have other people on that, you know, haven't got the same qualifications but are still need to, to, to talk to, right, um, to lean on. So... Um, that that has been the hardest part. Um, it's the funding component. I mean, there's so many people that want to jump on board, but we're so driven by creating those social outcomes. We're not taking money at the moment. We've got people waiting because we want to be able to make sure that we could, when we take take money on, we can hire another person and, and create more yeah. social change. You know, like a lot of money sitting in a bank account isn't going to save people's lives. Like we need to hire people, um, and we need to be able to obviously fund them through corporate donations and that you know, TX Alliance membership base, but um, we need staff first and foremost to be able to, you know, crank this machine up. That's the most, you know, scarce resource for us as a, as a non-profit for sure. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Are you, are you trying to hire those people across Australia, or are you trying to centralise that mm. in terms of where they sit? Yeah, so we're tele yeah, so we're telehealth, so we can we can hire people from anywhere in the country. Anywhere, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're just really starting to crank up um, sort of some paid media around trying to find some more. Uh, leads for, for people that want to work for us um, because, you know, we've got we've got four clinicians at the moment. Um, we envisage that to be 25 clinicians in 12 months. So, um, yeah, we need uh, we need, need to find some people. Yeah, that's a big number. And, and in terms of the, the, you know, the trademark brand itself, what's the ambition there in terms of how many people we think should be, could be wearing trademark gear and if we take Australia as a sort of start point? Yeah, so for trademark, I suppose, we're, we're really branching out now. Um, getting more strategic partnerships with larger corporates that want to come on board. And, and like I was sort of saying earlier, really having a, an end-to-end -end solution for their workwear and procurement system, right? So we want to be able to um, obviously continue to change the culture around the mental health conversation through our conversation starting work shirts, but also be able to provide them the, the Monday to Thursday products as well um, yeah. so, we can further, so we can further fund um, our non-for-profit and our social impact because we also work with Sendable, which are our third-party logistics company. Yeah. So everyone that warehouses, pick packs and dispatches our product has got a physical or mental disability. So we've been able to provide, oh, I haven't got the latest stats, but it must be nearly 15,000 hours of disability employment um, since we launched with those guys, which is really cool. So um, it's all those little touch points of social change we're able to create through this business, which is amazing. And do you have any, you know, I think there's a, a lot of listeners who are, who are sort of um, small business, constructional trade companies in Australia or, you know, US, UK, all over the world, and obviously New Zealand as well. Any advice you would give them that sort of wrestling with this? I'm always intrigued as to, you know, one thing they could do differently tomorrow. Um, obviously, apart from buy a trademark shirt, is there other stuff that you tend to see happen that's effective in these types of workplaces? Yeah, I think it's just putting some time into your, time, time into your staff, right? Having those one-on-one -on -one chats, um, seeing what's going on. I think for too long, um, the trade construction industry, you know, people forget, you know, bosses forget about their people. They just thrash them and, and work with 
really hard and expect everything from them. It's sort of like those times have changed, you know, that, those, those yeah. days of just cracking the whip and being like, and hurry up, and those days are over, right? You really need to invest in your people and in your staff and ensure that um, they're bought into what you're doing. You know, um, as, as soon as it just becomes about financial gain, people just fucking switch off, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, 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 these um, businesses out there you know, trying to figure out what they're really striving to be the best, best at, you know what I mean? Like it could be a tiling business and they just want to be known as like the number one preferred tiler in their area. And like that's the mission they're buying into. And we all want to be working with the customers really well. Like everyone buying into that little culture and community and ensuring that, yeah, you're having those those chats with your staff, seeing how they're going, you know, outside of work, giving them those couple of days off every now and then um, just to be able to allow them to reset. And, um, yeah, really looking out for them, I think, is a key to, to ensuring their longevity as well. Well, I think it's, you, you hit on a good point. Even, even, I mean, alone for the mental health reasons, I think it, it pays dividends. But the other reason is most trades and construction companies are really struggling to hire and keep people. So if nothing else, this is a great tactic just to make sure you retain good staff and they want to stick around because there's this healthy healthy culture, which yeah. there isn't in every every company. I mean, that's just a, that's a non-trades and construction. That's just a thing in general. But I think I definitely yeah. want to hear people talking about it's really hard to find good, a good sparky or whatever it is. Um, like finding that person, making sure they're a cultural fit and then retaining them, I think is, you know, saves you the cost of having to go back around the houses and find another oh, one or turn down jobs and, and all those things. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's a no-brainer. I think too many trade businesses take that for granted, right? They haven't worked it out because they're always screaming at people. And it's sort of like the good ones, the good ones are, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And it seems like, look, it's a really cool brand. I mean, I sort of, um, it's funny, I was thinking there's a, you know, there's definitely a sort of thing you could do here with car or someone in the future. Um, like they haven't really gotten onto that yet with their with their sort of historical workwear. Not the I'm not talking about Carhartt, the fashion brand. I'm talking more yeah, about yeah, the, yeah. how the company started. Um, which is funny when you go to the US, how people still you know still a popular thing that some people wear. Um, what what are the longer term plans? You know, COVID aside, hopefully as things progressively start to open up, and I'm never the optimist that, that they will. Um, is the plan to think about sort of branching out more globally with this? It feels like there's a good opportunity there for this type of product. Yeah, so New Zealand's a no-brainer, right? Um, once, yeah. we, once we get the stuff in Australia, um, really humming along, which which is you know pretty much there, right? The ne- the only other strain of our of, of part of our business that we need to um, start investing in is sort of like that that larger B two B procurement side, which is already happening. Um, and once we've got that, then it's sort of like replicating that um, in other places. You know, we'd really like to make a, a bigger play into the the west of Australia and the WA market, um, yeah. and over into New Zealand, um, and then you know if we can tie all that stuff up, I mean. Who knows from there? It's, um, it's really yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. And um, do you have much interaction with other sort of organisations? I don't necessarily mean kind of work organisations, but I mean more the sort of people that are trying to do things in mental health, which are lots of whether they're in other parts of the world. Is there a community forming around that on a global basis? Do you yeah, speak to funny. other companies? We, yeah, we do. We do speak to other companies. Um, but majority of the time, um, there's like, you know, because everyone's out there scratching for funding, right? Like everyone's scratching yeah, their funding. Yeah. It's it's like the non-for-profit space is so different to like the e-commerce space or normal business space because everyone's sort of lending a hand to one another. And like yeah. we've got the same mentality for the non-profit space, but there's no one else out there sort of replicating it to us and giving us any assistance. So I sort of like you're sort of out there on your own, which is weird. Yeah. Because I mean we're all in the same fight, right? Um and I mean, you know, even yeah, completely you know, your lifelines, your lifelines beyond blues. And your head spaces. I mean, you know, combine those guys, like uh, three quarters of a billion dollars a year from the federal government. I mean, if we had, you know, if we got given a million dollars uh, from the government, you know, that's that's eight psychologists straight up, you know, 
fully employed. So that's like a massive impact for us, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's, you know, we've tried to reach out to these other organisations and do stuff for collaborative marketing, everything, it's just a no-go. So, I mean, yeah, we've just, we've just got to do our own thing, right? And, and just and just prove that our that our social change is really making an impact. And um, like I was saying, that's 70 cents to the dollar. Um, we're hoping that our charitable organisation is one that, you know, people do want to invest in. We don't want donations, we want people to invest in what we're doing. Yeah, no, I think the fact you're measuring everything, right, you talk about the number of hours and, and you're looking through the supply chain and how you do that as well is, is really cool. And, and there's not not many people that necessarily approach it uh, fully in that way. So I think that will, that will pay dividends over time as well. So that's that's really cool. And did you bring, you know, what, yeah, kind of final question, right? You started off on site working uh, alongside your, your co-founder. Is there anything you learned in that experience that really also helped formulate trademark and how you've approached things? Oh, work ethic, hundred percent. I mean, you know, we were doing seven days a week to save the to save the money to launch this thing. Um, just work ethic and knowing that, yeah, you know, if he got out of bed at five o'clock on a Sunday, I didn't get out of bed at five o'clock on the Sunday. And same thing over, you know, like we both we both rocked up, we both, you know, never missed a day. Um, we had those big, you know, some Saturdays and Sunday arvos. You'd be there until dark, you know. Um, but it was just knowing that we both had a a common thought in regards to or goal that we wanted to do something. We didn't know exactly what we wanted to do, but we just knew we wanted to do something. And we knew it wasn't was in the building industry. Like we wanted to do something that was completely different, um, but obviously still make some really cool change. And then, yeah, once we knew that the trademark was it and, and the social impact we aware, we just, you know, threw everything at it. And, and thankfully, yeah, we had a, a really amazing work ethic, a, a really close bond and a great mateship. And we just, yeah, just went for it, right? pretty cool yeah yeah it's really cool it's a really cool story um great i've got a couple of questions to finish on this is really i mean i think it's really you know by the way it goes without saying it's it's, it's really cool what you're doing i think it's great to see people build great businesses when they have purpose behind them as well and, and you're having an impact right even having the number of psychologists on board you've got today and counselors is uh you know you're saving you know you are really actually saving lives it's funny we always often joke with businesses that aren't and um, actually you're one of those businesses that, that really is and so that's uh, a really powerful powerful thing i mean that's a really powerful thing and uh you must feel pretty good about that. And I, I hope it keeps growing because it, it, you know, it's an industry that definitely needs it. So it's good to see that impact. Um, we finished on a few lighter hearted uh, questions. The first one is that like, back in the days, I guess, when you were a carpenter, um, did, you know, did you have a favorite go-to lunch? Or you can talk about now, actually, even your kind of on-site lunch. Yeah, you pick? Nando's, half chicken Nando's. With, uh, with, with, with uh, extra peri-peri salt, and, uh, two creamy chip dips, thanks. And a Sprite, uh, and a 600 real Sprite. Cool, that's very specific. It's definitely like... Uh, Dan and I have eaten a that's lot clearly, of that's a, Yes, yeah, I, I'm guessing that. Uh, yeah, you can't be the very, very sauce. That's a, that's a good, good shout. And then, do yeah. you have a favourite go-to tool brand? Uh, well, I mean, I used to be a uh, Hitachi man. It's not, not called Hitachi anymore. It's, um, what is it called now? I can't remember. It's changed names. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've only ever had Hitachi. So that's that's my go-to. But I mean, yeah, there'd be a lot of people who are the key to people, do well people out yeah. there screaming at the radio. But anyway, yeah, that's... that's they will be cool. now, yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Milwaukee's. Definitely Milwaukee is very popular. Yeah, there will be some people screaming at the radio. You can almost guarantee that. Um, the other thing was, you know, I, I believe that your LinkedIn, you're a fan of the South Sydney. Yes. I'm going to pronounce that. Yeah. There you go, Rabbitos. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, yeah. For those that, that don't know, that's an NRL uh, rugby league team in, in, in Australia. Um, what would be, you know, you can get to a, when things are opening up and stuff, you know, would you have a choice of sporting event or music event you'd want to get to first off? Oh yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be another South game. And I was lucky enough to get to my first one last week because they're playing in Brisbane. I'm going to another one on yeah. Friday night, which is going to be great. Oh cool. Um, but yeah, being able to go and see them um, 
players, yeah, often a pretty big cup filler for me every year. I'm often, well, yeah, pre-COVID, I was flying down to Sydney at least once or twice a year to watch them. So, yeah, big fan. That's really, that's really cool. You get to go. You're, you're very lucky. Hopefully, things start to progress the rest of uh, rest of Australia soon, as uh, hopefully can settle down. Um, and then, you know, the other qu final question is, you know, in, in the space of people you come across, anyone else you think we should speak to who would be really interesting as a, a guest that we should have a conversation with? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, there's yeah, there's plenty of, of people out there like doing cool stuff. You know, like I've, I've got a guy I went to school with. Um, that is a plumber, a commercial plumber, and he started a um, a tra like a, a travel like adventure business for for tourists that were coming into Australia. Obviously, it's a bit tough at the moment with COVID, but he like bought a really big like uh, thirty seat bus and would take it from Brisbane to Stradbroke Island every Saturday and Sunday. And yeah, it was just really cool. Like you know, people people get into the trade industry and are like, oh, you know, like this is it. You know, I'm just a dumb trade. This is me off when people say that. So like. Like you can do anything, right? Like there's not many people out there that can build a house or, you know, lay a slab or, or you know, wire up a house. Like it's it's pretty skilled work, right? Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There's the people out there that are that have branched out of the trade industry and gone and done something differently. It's, it's really cool. Um, but like a specific guest, no, not off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Yeah, but um, no, cool. if I do, I'll definitely. Yeah, let's know. Yeah, cool. I think you make a good point. I think, you know, there are lots of people that are very skilled doing what they do and building great businesses. And, and, you know, you're an example of that. You may not be able to be building a trades business, but you've used that experience to build something really meaningful. So I think it's definitely uh, possible and can be an inspiration to, to lots of people. Um, and what's the best way for people to get hold of you? So I guess trademark's easy to find, but do you maybe yeah. just want to, yeah, any URLs or yeah. easy ways to track tra you down? Trademark.com, yeah, or uh, or yeah, if anyone out there wants to to chat to, to anyone at TX, um, the phone number is 048 Um, Monday to Friday, nine to five. Um, otherwise, yeah, to get on to me, just jump on LinkedIn, look up, yeah, Edward Ross, um, or um, what else? Yeah, it's probably us. And then yeah, all yeah. trademarks all on on Instagram and Facebook. Cool. And uh, yeah, and thanks for mentioning the phone number. So we will, at the end of this episode in the show notes, we will put uh, URLs and phone numbers. So if anyone is listening and has been working through this stuff or struggling with it, then uh, we'll put that detail in there so you can actually get hold of it. Um, or you got a friend or colleague that, again, you think needs help. And again, we'll put the, the information in the show notes. Hey, Ed, this is really cool. I think you're doing really great stuff. Really appreciate you spending the time and uh, good luck with it all. It's a really great thing that you're doing and I hope it continues to be successful. Thanks, everyone. As always, uh, you know, give us a review, comment, feedback is welcome. Um, and as I said, we'll put the further information in the show notes. Until next time, thank you. And Bye. that brings us to the end of this episode. Behind the Tools is brought to you by Tradeify, job management software for your trade business. If you enjoyed the podcast, let us know by leaving a review and be sure to tell your mates about it. Email behindthetools at tradeifyhq.com if you or someone you